0: force on this earth any force spiritual and natural carnal it's the most powerful force on this earth and and it's that when you when you chew on that it just it should cause your hair to rise up because it's available to you and me anytime anywhere and it produces results that transform lives eternally forever not just temporarily like a like a Slurpee or a milkshake would. It changes your life forever. It puts you in a, in a position of expectation. Like God is. Because he says he knows the beginning from the end. I mean, if he knows the end, what he knows what to expect. It puts you in that position of expectation. I am healed. I am prosperous. I am righteous. I am redeemed. I am a child of God. I'm a joy to Jesus. Put you in that, in that place of expectation where what the only thing you can expect is a promise. Nothing less of that. That's what that power of God would do. Put you in that place of expectation. That's right. Not to, the Holy Spirit is not going to put you in a place of worry or fear or doubt or I can't or I won't or it won't happen or not to me or no. I'm prosperous. It's the mind of Christ. I have the power of God inside of me. I'm the Son of God. I'm a joint there with my brother Jesus have the same inheritance as Jesus? I mean you get you get you you get revelation on that, you get some knowledge on that. I mean you can't help it. Wake up in the morning being free. How often how how long does it take to get there? It doesn't take long. Doesn't take a moment. Now. Yeah. It's available now. What's available? This power. It's called the Holy Ghost. Studying we're studying the book of Acts. It doesn't take a moment to get there. Not at all. And once you're there you don't want to leave. You're expecting to hear from this power to act on it you get this expectation of freedom transparency you get this expectation of a son of God seed um, of Abraham you get this expectation of oh my goodness so how do you get there well Believe. Why? That Jesus died on the cross and that he left in order for this power to inhabit you and then and then keep meditating on the work and then act on what that power is telling you to do. It's greater is he that is in you. He is in the world. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you and me. Same power. The same exact power that raised Jesus above us. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in me. Yeah. That same power that heals, the same power that delivers, the same power that restores, the same power that, that that unites, the same power that guides and directs is in you and me. Yeah. The same power that on the third day raised Jesus from the dead is in you and me. The same power that raised Lazarus from the dead is in you and me. The same power that turned water into wine is in you and me. The same power that heals is in you and me. That's right. You want that power to grow? You've got to be willing to do what that power says. Willing, not begged or dragged, but willing. You want that power to take over, not control, but take over? You've got to be willing to be directed not pulled by your ears. And in the book of Acts, we're studying about Paul. And that is, who are willing to do what the Holy Spirit told them to do. And to say what the Holy Spirit told them to say. And then have the expectation that they were going to get the results that God promised. And in the process, the enemy is going to come you deceiving thinking that you know, it will never happen or it can't happen to you or things are too bad or the economy is too bad. Body of Christ, you are prosperous. Right now. You're prosperous. Whether you believe that or not, not God's fault. But you are prosperous. No doubt about that. You're healed. No doubt about that. Well, why do people die? If we're so prosperous and healed, why do people die sick? Is God trying to punish us? Is He trying to teach us a lesson? Does He want us to keep is that our incentive to keep seeking him? No, no, and no. He's not trying to teach a lesson. God's a healer. And the Bible makes it very clear. People are destroyed for lack of knowledge. People are destroyed because, number one, they don't know that there's a power in them that's greater than, than cancer or disease or hypertension or Alzheimer's. There's a power in them that's greater. Yes, there is. And they also don't know how to access it. And they also don't know they all and they also don't obey the power of God. Bottom line. Calculate it. Sum it up. How many times a day do you disobey the power of God that's directing you to do something? Add it up. How many times a day? At least. Five or six, at least minimum. Holy Spirit asks you to do something, you don't do it. Add that up. At least five or six a day. A day. At least. And, it's, and just to help you out here, it's usually not about you. By the way, it's not you all believe that you're going to wake up or look in the internet and your bank account is going to be filled with money. I mean, what I'm talking about uh, what obedience is when the Holy Spirit asks you to do something for God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least five or six times a day, you don't do it. At least. Yeah. I, I'm just a messenger. I was talking to Lily about this on Wednesday night at Bible study. Last Wednesday. I'm just a messenger. You don't do it because I'm saying it. You do it because you have confirmation of what I'm saying. Not because I'm saying it. You do it because the Holy Spirit is leading you to do something. That's why you do it. Because you want, you want to please God. That's why you do it. You don't sin because you want to please God. You give because you want to please God. You lay hands on sick people because you want to please God, and the power of God is available twenty-four-seven. But really, calculate how many times do you, you disobey the Holy Ghost? Five, again, five or six times at least, minimum. It's noon. It's noon. It's twelve forty right now. How many times have you disobeyed God today? Twelve forty-six. I don't really know if it's God, Reverend. well then, ask. Is this you, Lord Jesus? The devil's not going to answer. Yes, it's me. No. Ask Jesus. Is this you? Why, Jesus? Why am I asking? Because that's you want an answer. Ask, Jesus, is you directing me? The enemy's not going to answer you. If you don't get an answer, then it's not Jesus. It's not the Holy Ghost. If you get an answer, yeah, it's me. I'm waiting for you to do this. Yeah, there you go. And if you want to sign, plus you've lost it already. You want to sign? Well, if it's do Lord, Lord, turn this tree into a rose. No, I mean that you've lost it. That's it. Repent and wait for the next direction of the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit is a very simple kingdom of God, is very simple. I've shared with you many times, very simple. The, the lack of knowledge comes from us trying to prove that we don't know or that it's not for us or I can't do that or I shouldn't do that. People die because people disobey, not the people that die. Let me repeat what I just said. People die sick because people disobey. Every person, for every person, there's somebody that's assigned to them to lay hands on them so that they recover. That person that's assigned to that person to lay hands on them so they can recover is not wanting to is not wanting to believe that. They allow condemnation to set in, and they don't want to believe it. they have an anointing on them to lay hands on the sick. So they don't do it. Thus people die. Every day. Every single day. That power that heals the Holy Ghost studying the book of Acts is available right this way. Yeah. Well, I'll only go if the person that's that's sick is across the street from my house. We'll right next to my office. I we'll... had we'll a battle with that too, remember? The fight of Houston? It's a battle. Holy will go Houston, Lord. I got paid for the airfare. I got to spend the night. <laughs> Obedience, body of Christ. Produces fruit. Obedience, body of Christ delivers, heals, restores. If you want that, it's available right this second. So today we're supposed to have an answer. Let me pray and then I'll ask the question. Father, thank you for this day, Lord. A beautiful day, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the gift of love. Thank you for the ability to worship Serve and seek. Thank you for the power of the anointing, the power of expectation. In Jesus' name, Amen. So the question was, how many of us are, are transformers? What does that mean? That we're going to allow God to use us to disciple individuals that. That have heard of God or have accepted Jesus, but they've they've never they've never allowed the Word of God to transform. The Bible says, "Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." How many of us has God spoken to that one that that God wants to use to transform lives using the Word of God? Just like the Bible says, "Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." How many of you? Is God telling that you're part of helping people renew their mind? How many of you are part of that? How many of you are part of those people? Transformers we call them. How many? Any anybody? Nobody, huh? There's four or five of you on the line. No Transformers today? Does anybody on this line know that you're not a Transformer?
1: No. Uh, I actually, this is Lily, I actually uh, had a great weekend, and most of my weekend when I did spend time with uh, people, that's probably that what uh, what we talked about, was just the Word of God and Jesus. and It was really beautiful to share the knowledge and to share, to see the, uh, well, I know being around most of my family, a lot of my family, they're Catholics, uh, practicing Catholics. So to to get an understanding of what they believe and why they believe and to share what I believe and versus what they believe and just refer it to the Bible where it says what it says. So it was pretty awesome to, to have these conversations with, uh, even though it was just with my family members. Half of them were saved, and the other ones. Like I said, we practicing Catholics, so it's pretty awesome that, like, like you said on Wednesday, the doors open. We just got to walk through it.
0: So, would you is God, is God describing you as a transformer or not, Lily?
1: Yes, I believe so.
0: Yes. You think so? So you, you know that God wants to use you to use the Word of God to transform people's Most thinking. Okay, okay. So where do you start, then? Where do you start? What What does God start with you, should I say? Because, I mean, God's done that with you, right? He's, he's transformed your life.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: So where do you start?
1: Where do I start?
0: Uh, yes.
1: Well, I got to start with, the, with the, the people that I'm around, and then as soon as I get um, outside of these four walls, Every word, everywhere, every word, you know, everywhere I get an opportunity uh, okay. to be that example and share that word. You know, okay. um, what uh, I heard, or what I saw this, I heard this weekend was all the family members saying that so and so reminds me of so and so and so and so reminds me of so and so. It just went on and on about one another. And what bothered me was when it got to my name that she was saying that so-and-so she sees my mom and this person, my dad and this person, my sister and this person, so forth. And what bothered me that when they got to my name, that it wasn't said, I see Jesus in her. So I was like, okay, I got a lot of work to do still.
0: Yeah, yep. good. It didn't
1: bother me that I that she said I didn't look like my mom or my dad or so-and-so. It just bothered me that they didn't say, I see Jesus, she, I see Jesus in her. So I was like,
0: oh, that's great." got, to, sit, got that's, to do some work. That's great, Lily. That's great, Lily. That's fantastic, Lily. So let me remind you all, uh, 15 years ago, however long it's been, uh, the Lord had me minister to one of my employees, a a male, and I was sharing the Bible with him. And uh, I actually gave him a Bible, and it it changed his life, right? And so my Wednesday night, I think at that time it was Thursday night, because now it's Wednesday night. So it was my Thursday night Bible study, which is now Wednesday night uh started because this person's wife called me and said, um, what are you doing with my husband? And I said, Okay, uh, what do you mean? Well, uh, he's he's telling me he loves me. He's being more attentive. What's going on? Why what what are you doing? I said, Well, he's learning the Bible. She couldn't believe it. Literally could not believe it. So yeah. And she saw that in him. She didn't see the fact that he's learned a bunch. He's being more attentive. He's telling her he loves her, right? And she says, well, could you do that for me? I said, absolutely. When do you want to start? She goes, let's start this Thursday. six o'clock, okay, meet me at the office. When she came, she brought 20 of her family members. And that's how Thursday night Bible study began. Now it's on Wednesday night. But my point is that I only did what God told me to do with one person. He did the rest. And and uh, the important part of if you're a transformer, uh, does anybody want to disagree with me on this? If you're a transformer, people need transformation using the word of God. Amen or not amen? Amen. amen. Right?
1: Yes.
0: They need that. It's imperative, because that's what that's what pe- that's where the lack of knowledge comes. People are just sort of lack of knowledge. They don't know that there's that they they what's keeping them hindered is their thinking. What's keeping them broke is their thinking. What's keeping them sick is their thinking. What's keeping them angry, depressed, anxious is their thinking. They don't know that. They don't know that. They don't know that what they're they're spiritually malnutritioned, So they need. They need to be transformed by the renewing of their mind. And, and and a lot of times, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times people need someone to help them do that. So if, if the Lord is putting that in your heart, to use the Word of God to transform the way people think, I'm not saying control, manipulate. No, 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 no. We're talking about, we're talking about change. We're not talking about condemnation, making somebody feel guilty or shameful. No, we're talking about transparency, freedom, liberation. That's what the Bible does. It liberates you, frees you. For whom the sun sets free, is free indeed. So, if that's you, then ask God what you do next. That's right. And it's not that. the person that I was referring to, the one that I, the Lord had me talk to about the Bible, you would have never thought that that guy was reading the Bible. <laughs> Meaning, why did God choose? I don't know why God chose him, but he did. So so don't think that, oh, God's going to use me to talk to so-and-so. No, no, no. Let God tell you. Who is it that he wants you to help renew the way they think? And then you start there. And how do you do that? Lord, who is it that you want me to help renew their thinking? (laughs) That's how easy it is. You don't got to stand on your head for three days or fast for 18. Just, Lord... Who do you want me to help transform using your word? Who? And he'll tell you. It may surprise you, it may not. Doesn't matter. But get on it. Because they could be the one that could be used to pray for Paul. Paul could see. They could be the one that Pray for your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister or your son or your daughter. It'll heal them. Your spouse, your neighbor, your uncle, your aunt. I don't know. But we're in this together. We're the body of Christ. It's not Catholicism versus non-denomination. We're the body of Christ. We're in this together. Father, help us open our eyes to see and our ears to hear. Who do you want us to minister grace to, Lord? Who would you like for us to start teaching about transforming their lives with the Word of God? Who would you want us to start with, Lord? In Jesus' name, amen.